I know that there have been loads of people and commentators and preachers and yeah, books written that have for years taught and still do that Christmas has been taken over from its Christian roots and it's lost its true meaning to consumerism, right? But uh, that's not necessarily the case. If you look historically, um, if anything, religion was grafted onto consumerism rather than consumerism grafted onto a religious holiday. I mean, take Christmas cards, for example. It was an invention of the mid-19th century. The first card printed in the United States illustrated Santa Claus with a family opening gifts. Okay. And the message was like an advertisement. Really, the card was nothing more than a commercial advertisement. And so biblical or religious themes on holiday cards, they were insignificant until not that long ago, maybe a little over 100 years ago. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath, man. I'm glad to be doing this with you today. A couple Our, days, man, until co- Santa Claus A couple gets of in days, it. not sure. I mean, this drops uh, a couple days before Christmas, this episode. Uh, people might be listening to it on Christmas. They're like done with stuff and they're just like, I need some me time or they're later in the week. I don't know. But um, driving to their in-laws and they're kind of pissed off that they have to spend Christmas. There. Yeah. So, I mean, depending on when you're hearing this, I don't know. So let me just ask you, what was the best gift you ever received as a kid on Christmas? Oh, gosh. I don't, I mean, I think a bike, a bike comes to mind. The other thing is I remember having this really weird there was a TV show on Nickelodeon called Double Dare, and it was like a slime. They get kids get slimed, and uh, and they had like a little Double Dare playset that you have at your house, and all the games from Double Just Dare. Just wanted it, yeah, and it, and I got it, and it's weird. Awesome. I remember one year, um, me and my sisters all got TVs. Oh wow! Like I'm old, so they were little black and white TVs, but we Still. actually we got to have one in our room. Yeah, and I remember thinking, what did my dad hit the lottery? Because we were. We weren't like dirt poor growing up, but we had nothing, you know, end of the month leftover extra. So my folks would save all year for Christmas. Yeah. I don't know if he got a little bonus or what. That was awesome. Oh, that's incredible. And I had that little black and white TV forever. I mean, I remember, I got it pretty young and I remember having it all the way through high school. I think my first apartment, you know. No way. (laughs) Yeah. I do remember, this is a 30 second story, but I do remember there's three things in life that I cannot explain. That, that uh, when I see Jesus, I'm going to be like, hey, I need these answers. All right. Mosquitoes? No, okay. yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Mosquitoes and cats. <laughs> no, but I remember being a kid and my parents were split and we'd go to dad's house before Christmas, like 23rd, right? We'd okay. have. And I remember we went to his house and he took me, him and my stepmom took me and the kids to McDonald's. And then we got home in the whole living room. There was a Christmas tree covered in lights, covered in presents. And that wasn't there when we went to McDonald's. Oh, wow. And I remember asking him, like, Dad, how did you, like, pull this off? I asked him a couple years ago. He's like, to be honest, I have no clue. I was like, was it my mom or, like, a neighbor? He's like, no, I know it wasn't any of that. Santa, bro. (laughs) Maybe, but I was like... Growing up, my dad had this crazy story of, as a kid, hearing uh, Santa and reindeer on the roof. And he believed it with all of his heart. And so that was the thing every year he would tell us. And I can remember my cousin and I was the same age as me and and maybe my younger sister staring out the window at night. (laughs) Like at my grandma's, 
just waiting and waiting. waiting. And if we saw like a twinkle star, you know, like yeah. a little, you know how stars twinkle, it'd be like, oh, that's it. And it's like, but it wasn't red. Rain, Rudolph's got a red nose, you know. <laughs> and they would just weave the layers, you know. Oh, well, oh. your dad really believed this. Like, but my dad, that he said, that's what I remember. That was, you know, and that was. So when we would press him on, like, is Santa really, really? Like, well, I can, I can just tell you what I heard, and, yeah, you know. And so I don't that know, man. Bizarre. Good for you. I'm glad your living room was full yeah, of joy and wonder. I, and, I'm kind of curious, like how he pulled it off. But Way to be good consumers there, Hollinsby's. <laughs> Speaking of consumerism, man. Yeah. I love this this season of the year. It's my favorite season. It and, is great. Um, but it's another Christmas that seems super focused on ads and sales and stuff. And Can, can you believe how so- earlier than ever again? Yeah. We say it every year. Like Christmas stuff in the stores was up like 4th of July this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feels like, right? It was before, yeah. th- it was before Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, Certain anyway yeah, go ahead. No, but you know, like... I, I was thinking about that and how Black Friday has now become Black Thursday and you're moving dinners now and to lunches. Cyber Monday because, now too. Yeah. yeah. Small Business Saturday. Um, but has it historically always been this way at Christmas or have we lost, I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this, <laughs> but have we lost the true focus of Christmas as Jesus' birth and the reason for the season, so to speak? Well, maybe. Okay. First off, there's no evidence of the disciples of Jesus or the first century church ever celebrating Christmas or Jesus' birth for that matter as in like an annual holiday. Hmm. Crazy, That's right? That's wild. Yeah. Right? I mean, th- am I am I missing it? I don't, I don't recall that anywhere. I've, yeah. I've read the book a couple times at least. You know? <laughs> at least once. Yeah. And so though December 25th is the day Christians currently celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the date itself and a lot of the customs we've come to associate with celebrating Christmas actually evolved. Like that wasn't that historically mm-hmm. even when they thought his date was and a lot of the traditions that we now celebrate they actually evolved from p- pagan traditions that were celebrating the winter solstice Ooh, interesting okay? right so winter solstice is when like we get to that sort of tipping point the longest day of the year and now yeah. the next day you're like oh we're going back the other way it's going to start getting lighter right yeah so check this out in ancient rome there was a feast called the saturnalia that celebrated the solstice okay and so What's the solstice again? It's the day the sun starts coming back around. Hmm. The day starts getting longer. And most of the traditions that we have that relate to Christmas relate to solstice stuff, which was celebrated in ancient Rome on December 25th. So check it out. I'm not going to get into super crazy church history, but when Christianity became the official religion under uh, Constantine in Rome around 300 AD, um, that's when the date of December 25th got fixed. Okay, because huh. he was in charge, you know, and they ruled the world, right? Sure. Um, and there's a little discrepancy, um, really, about about it, but there's no question that the fact it was celebrated in Rome as an important day included gift giving and candle lighting and mm. singing, and people actually put decorations on their houses and all of that, and that's how the Christmas that we know as December 25th really got settled. But that wow. wasn't until 300 AD, and that was. That was really a Roman thing, okay? Now, another custom that we can thank pagans for? Christmas trees. Okay? I read this from a historian named uh, Ken Davis. He he explains that the evergreen trees signaled the return of life and light as Hmm. this winter solstice, like, you know, meant the days were starting to get, you know, like come around again, right? No kidding. The days were getting longer, yep. And so eventually people would have this tree, and sometimes they started bringing them in, and they started hanging an apple on it, right? Yeah. Because harvest would come again, yay. And then so little red balls or on green trees. Got the picture here? Oh, yeah. So all these things celebrate the idea that life and light are starting to come back. 
solstice stuff, right? Which is essentially what Christmas means to Christians around the world. Yeah. Life and light are coming into the world, right? Oh, that's wild. By the way, side note, mistletoe, that was started by the Druids, (laughs) who believed that this plant, you know, the the little plant, the mistletoe, was an all-powerful healing from this special, you know, oak tree. (laughs) (laughs) And and here's another thing. Be, and if you don't believe this is true, I mean, look back in church history. The Puritans banned Christmas for about 20 years in America, before the celebration just became too popular. Really? And they knew all these things. They knew the date and the traditions were pagan ideas, and so they banned participation for the church for hmm. decades. Anyway, God. as you can see, most of what we think as tradition connected to Christmas definitely didn't actually have historical Christian origins. It was much later on. Huh. That we sort of started adding some of that, and now it's just out of control. <laughs> but it, but it really, it really didn't start out like you know, like a lot of people want to say, like, oh, we've lost the meaning of Christmas. I think the meaning started out pagan, then became consumeristic, and eventually, yeah. we started tacking on, and the church started tacking on Jesus' birth. Let's connect it to that. Everybody's getting together, light, life, yeah. giving gifts, great. You know, it's all good stuff. Yeah, yeah it's good stuff, right? But yeah. So what about the consumerism and all the gift giving and getting? Where did all that come from? Like, why did that become such a big part of the Christmas holiday? Well, I know there have been loads of people and commentators and preachers that have for years taught and still do that Christmas has been taken over from its Christian roots Mm -hmm. and lost its true meaning to consumerism. Um, I read some excerpts from a book by Judith Flanders called Christmas, A Biography. And in it, she states, if anything, religion was grafted onto consumerism rather than consumerism being grafted onto religion. Oh, wow. I mean, take Christmas cards, for example. That was an invention of the mid-19th century, okay? Yeah. Christmas cards. The first card printing in the United States illustrated Santa Claus with a family opening gifts. It wasn't Weird. like, it wasn't a mange or whatever. Yeah. The holiday message read, Pease's great variety store in the Temple of Fancy, and the card was nothing more than a commercial advertisement. Huh. And, and, and so that author, Flanders, in, a, in this book on, on biography on Christmas, she goes on, she says, a survey of more than 100,000 cards in circulation before 1890 reveals that religious images such as nativity scenes um, appeared on extremely few Christmas cards. Huh. The majority featured holly and mistletoe and Christmas pudding and Santa and Christmas trees and bells and birds and food and fest- parties going on. Hmm. Biblical or religious themes on holiday cards, they were numerically insignificant. They just wasn't wow. that often. Yeah. And we're talking 1890, right? Yeah, this is a little uh it's a little embarrassing because I remember years ago being like the the Christmas fighter and screw Starbucks for taking the you know the Christmas out of we're taking it back seasonal cups and I'm like no this is just so <laughs> new to us it's, it wasn't always like this right so I know as Christians then I know we talk a lot about you know you can engage culture in the world not of the world yeah uh, do you deny culture yeah um should we be like the Puritans now that we have this information and boycott this holiday or is there a way of looking at this through a better lens in the light of the gospel. I think we should just boycott it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's going to save us a bundle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No more truth. Well, okay, so now I'm saying that in jest, right? Consumerism refers to the theory that spending money and consuming goods sure. is good for the economy, right? Yep. Well, in a purely technical and pragmatic sense, that's absolutely true. Buying and selling and trading 
is what makes an economy, okay? Mm. So economics is not good or bad unto itself. It's always existed. As soon as someone said, hey, I'll give you that for that, and I'll sure. trade you this bucket of you know, grain over here for that fish you got, I'm like, all right, I got two fish, <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's, boom, an economy, right? Sure. So it's not good or bad unto itself. But like everything else in life, do we get to choose to see God glorified in how we participate mm. in this particular and popular celebration? I think we do, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, so think about it. Um, for instance, the 4th of July here in the U.S. is not a pagan or Christian holiday. It's a celebration of our independence here in the United States, right? Mm. When, when, the, when the, you know, the colonies got cut free and right, okay, yeah. right? Now, how we choose to participate in the 4th of July Independence Day, it's up to us. What's mm. our focus as believers? Is it about getting wild and drunk and blowing up rockets and fireworks? Or can we choose to participate in a way that looks to care for people mm. and be generous and show up with great food and watch out for others and show off what God's truly like. Yeah. Right? And that's the same for any activity in life or holiday. And it's true for Christmas too. Who or what is the focus of our celebration? Are we using it as an opportunity to help others move from unbelief to belief about what's true of God and Jesus and his kids? Or are we just being swept up in Okay, consumerism, like maybe like we don't see it as pagan, meaning like, well, I'm worshiping a tree over here or, you sure. know, or, or whatever. But if, if we just like 4th of July or dinner tonight or whatever, yeah. if we choose to make it all about ourselves and what I get out of it and focus only on maybe what the TV says we're supposed to focus on, then we miss the great opportunity, yeah. including at Christmas. And I think because so much of the world does see Christmas as a Christian holiday, sure. even though a lot don't, yeah. I, think it, I think we even have a greater opportunity at Christmas to really choose what are we going to focus on and how are we as the church, as God kids, God's kids and family, how are we going to participate in what's going on? The same way as the culture? Yeah, because we can, we get to, sure. or might we choose differently? You know, so I know maybe you have some tips up your sleeve. Like, how do we participate in Christmas and gift giving and all that this holiday has come to include? But maybe like infusing it with a better meaning, maybe a better focus. It's a great question. Um, and yes, I have to throw some ideas out. I think it's. I think it's limitless. Like, let the you know the thing behind the thing is what's your heart? Hmm. Like, if do you want? Do you want to, we can't say reclaim Christmas for Christ because I don't think it really was ever about him. That's not the day of his birth, not historically at least. And we can't see that he ever commanded we should celebrate that or, you know, like I said, didn't come (laughs) to like 300 years later, you know. Um, But I think what's our focus? What's our hope? Like who do we want to glorify? What's going on? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I do want to give you some ideas. And some of these are cool. Some are a bit corny. Um, some of them might depend on the age of your kids, if you have them, or it depends on your attitude, I guess, ultimately. So I'll go through these pretty quickly and, uh, you know, feel free to jump in, uh, sure. add your own, <laughs> uh, maybe folks will get a few ideas. Um, and what I want you to do though, as you listen to these, I got seven or eight for you. Um, think about how each of these shifts the focus off of consumeristic stuff and back to Jesus and others. Hmm. Remember Jesus came to be with us and for us. Okay. Yeah. And so just as you listen through these, I didn't 
pick these randomly. Think about how it shifts the focus off of consumerism and okay. back to being about Jesus and others. Okay. Okay. So here's the first one. Uh, we did this for years when our kids were little. We always made a birthday cake with candles and saying happy birthday to Jesus before opening our gifts. Huh. Okay. And the kids loved it to a point, and then sure. it seemed you know a little corny. But now I got grandkids, so guess what? It's coming back around, right? <laughs> and and maybe as part of that too, maybe you read Luke two. Um, in, in the New Testament, which is the story of Jesus' birth. Maybe you read that together on Christmas morning, maybe either before or after unwrapping your gifts. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of idea. either a two-parter or an optional, sure. right? Sure. I like but that. there again, so you're not saying, hey, we're not going to get gifts for the kids, but like, hey, if we want to say this is really about Jesus' birthday, then let's celebrate it. Like, right? We get to. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Here's another one. Um, make Christmas cards, like make them. Okay. Don't just buy them and then, you know, rubber stamp them, but make them and then maybe make them for like a local hospital's um, neonatal intensive care unit, you know, the NICU, or like yeah. where there's little kids, right? Or maybe take it to where people, uh, you know, old folks at retirement homes are, because mm. I tell you what, statistically, most of them are not going to see any family on Christmas. You know, it's crazy. I remember being a kid and, and my family took us to retirement homes at Christmas and we would sit there for hours and they were the sweetest oh, people yeah. and so forgot. Oh my goodness. And, I know. Right. Yeah. Show them. Talk about of... shifting the focus being for and with people. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Jesus name, the Lord of salvation. That's for us. Yeah. Right. Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. For and with. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, right. And by the way, if you do that, make and take Christmas cookies or something with oh, you. Oh, they love it. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Either for kids or for the old folks, or do both. I don't know, whatever. Uh, here's another idea. Buy an angel tree gift for a child whose parent is in prison, hmm. okay? And you can Google up angel tree, yeah. and I, almost every city has a chapter or somebody doing it, right? Yep. And, and maybe it's not at your, quote, church building or whatever, but you could probably, I am guarantee you could find, yeah, it, find and, it. And, you know, think about prisoners, man, and... You know, or the kid whose folks are, oh my gosh, yeah. so that's wonderful. So if you want to buy gifts and give them out, it's like, be selective, right? Yeah. Um, here's an idea. Write a letter to Jesus, or maybe each of you in the family, thanking him for coming into our world and sharing what's on your heart this year and what you're thankful for this Christmas. That's good. So it's not this big, super religious thing. It's it's a letter. You're writing a letter to your brother, right? According to scripture in Hebrews, mm. right? Right. Here's another one. Hang paper snowflakes or little ornament balls or something, you know, round circles that you make out, whatever, or Christmas trees or something. Hang them throughout the house with names of people that you want to pray for. And now maybe it's too late you're hearing this, so maybe it's next year. And then as you, you know, just tape them up around the house. Put them on yeah. a mirror, put them on a doorpost, whatever. And as you pass by, just pause for a moment and pray for that person. Hmm. So like, cool. you know, it's like you're not opening one of those little, what do they call those little... Uh, houses that the, the advent calendar thing yeah with the you know candy in them yeah and all. yeah it's but it's sort of a version of that sure. right where it's like hey we're gonna sit down as a family we're gonna talk about who are all the people we'd like to pray for throughout like the next you know 12 days of christmas or sure. the month or whatever and p- put them around the house or hang them on tree even and look at them and pray. anyway That's so there cool. you go I like I that idea. Idea. okay um how about this? Drive to where you know people regularly in your town beg for money. You know, mm-hmm. those people like at the, at the highway or the, the off-ramp or whatever, certain corners, right? Yeah. And uh, you, you, they're always there, and they're especially there around the holidays and as it gets colder. Um, hand out 5 or $10 gift cards to a local restaurant or grocery store. That's great. Why not do that, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to just say, you know, instead of all the budget, I'm going to, let's go buy... 
let's go buy $25 gift cards and let's just go give them out to people that are out panhandling. Because listen, I know like sometimes, oh, those people are scammers or they did it to themselves or whatever. Listen, if you're on a corner with your hand out begging, you got something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Probably a lot going horribly in your life. So that'd be a good way to bless somebody on Christmas, right? Yeah, I just told my wife the other day, we I found this new uh, blanket at Costco, and at 12 bucks, and it's the softest blanket I've ever had. I'm like, let's just go buy 10 of those things, spend yeah. 100 bucks, and you see the people out there on the street freezing. Like, give So them a I nice. know lots of people that do this all year, by the way. They'll keep, they'll keep a stash of blankets, gloves, socks, yeah. and then like 5 or $10 gift cards yeah. in their car. Yeah, a case of water bottle. Yeah, and whenever, they, yeah. and whenever they see someone like at their hand, it's like, you know what? You Here you go. Something. Yeah. There's, I got something for you. Yeah, I, I love you know, that. Right? Uh, here's another idea. Uh, host international students for a Christmas brunch. You know, oh, like cool. you can call up any local college campus and ask them to connect you with students who aren't able to go home for winter break. Yeah. And then offer to host like some sort of a brunch or pancake breakfast or something for a few or a bunch of them at your home. Hmm. Don't do it in the church building in the basement somewhere, you know, <laughs> somewhere weird. do it at your home. Treat them like family, not like guests. Okay. Yeah. And then kind of just a b- umbrella over all of this. Consider overall, instead of giving gifts of the latest stuff, yeah. make gifts with meaning, like make them or give gifts of your time and your presence and your service to others. Yeah, it's good. Okay, in doing that, it's a gift that gives again, right? More than once because you end up giving them the gift, but then you get to spend time with that person, serving them hmm. and getting to know their story better and maybe seeing the thing behind the thing and some pain in their life that you then maybe as a community get to help with. That's and cool. So it's a gift that kind of keeps on giving, right? So I'm not saying everything like, okay, I'm not, we have to make everything. And that's not a bad idea either. Sure. But making gifts or giving Acts of service to people and presence. Oh, like so presence. Cool. I mean, like your presence, not like a wrapped present. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Man, those are some really great ideas. I'm sure, too, if you get your community together and as an MC, yeah. you can come up with some ideas as well and, and find ways to really bless those. And maybe you don't do any of those, but maybe they spark an idea. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. All right, man, let's get to the big three, which is, if nothing else, the three takeaways that we want you to leave with from this show. And you yep. get them for free as a downloadable PDF by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Uh, Caesar, what would you say the big three are for this week? All right. If nothing else, don't miss these. First, Christmas was not originally a Christian holiday <laughs> that has lost its true meaning. But we get to infuse this holiday with Jesus and his glory and beauty. Hmm. Okay. It's too easy to just go with the flow and let the onslaught of advertising and consumerism grab our hearts and our checkbooks yeah. this holiday. Just like with any other event or holiday or tradition, though, it is what you intentionally bring to it that shapes it and gives it meaning in your life. Hmm. That's good. Second one, um, we can make Christmas a yearly reminder that God came and took on flesh so that he could hang out with us and show us what his father was like. And, And we can do the same this Christmas as well. Giving the gift of time and your presence and service does this better than the latest consumer electronics. Resist the pull to give meaningless gifts that'll wear out or break or just disappear over time, right? Remember, Jesus's name, Emmanuel, means God with us. So give people the gift of you. That's good. (laughs) Really? Like, don't be shy. You get to, okay? All righty. Third, um, creating new Jesus-focused traditions each year will forever change this holiday in your family for generations to come okay and sometimes new things are not immediately embraced by everyone right don't take offense take your time pick one or two of the ideas we gave you or maybe some others you have and try them out then keep the ones that people enjoy or found meaningful and then next year 
Try out a couple more. Add yeah. those. Over time, you'll create beautiful rhythms that truly celebrate and honor our great Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. And it, it, you'll start to change this for your family, if nothing else. Yeah, okay? absolutely. So please. Thanks for those, man. Yeah. We've, we've given a lot of good content today, and hopefully it, it's helped reframe. Like You don't need to get so angry about people removing Christian holiday from Christmas because it was never that in the first place. So, If you want the PDF of this week's Big Three Takeaways, you can get those by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash Big Three, and they'll get into your inbox immediately. Join us next week. We have a really special episode, which we've done once or twice, and it, it always ends up well, but it's the Life School Cafe, uh, and that's where we answer your questions. So, listeners, you can get onto our Facebook group if you haven't done that yet by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash Facebook. Uh, and there's a poll up there where you can ask questions that you Yeah, want. And, if, and if you don't know how to do that, like you're like, well, I get on Facebook, but I don't know. You can search for Life School Podcast, yeah. but if you're logged in, then just open up like another tab in your browser and, you know, just type in 123lifeschool.com forward slash Facebook and it'll go, bloop, it'll take you right to that front page. Yeah. And then you just go join the group. Ding. Okay. And then you get to ask the questions that we're going to answer next week. That'll yeah. Be fun. Yep. So get them in. Uh, it won't be too late. Yeah. And um, and if we, we're going to fit as many as we can in, but if we don't get to yours now, well, it might just become a whole episode. All <laughs> right. So like bring those questions on. We want to hear from you. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Caesar and I always love to, to wish you a very Merry Christmas this time of year. For so. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week. For more information on the show, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. I'm not, I'm not.